I am Pooja Sharma of IBS Intelligence and you are listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is V Balasubramanian, the CEO of Financial Software Systems FSS. It's a global provider of payment technology and a transaction processor. The company offers an integrated portfolio of software products, hosted payment services and software solution built out over 3 decades of global experience. But before we take this conversation any further in the realm of payments technology, do you want to access the multi-billion dollar fintech opportunity in the Middle East or India? If your answer is yes, then join Cedar IBSI Fintech Lab and fast track your journey of market expansion with us. As a Fintech Lab member, you can have the access to skilled mentors and have the opportunity to learn, network and collaborate with like-minded individuals. Build your knowledge base, skills, and connection today. Visit www.cedaribsifintechlab.com. Now back to our conversation with V Bala Subramanian. Hello, Bala. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks. So uh, we'll start with a framework for building deep collaboration among regulators and financial institution and financial technology solution providers today. see uh, if you know that india is a leader in payment space if you if you really look at from a global perspective i think india has done a tremendous effort in transforming the payment space so the whole globe is looking at india for the way we have transformed the payments uh, the reason is one uh, there are a lot of innovations which have happened in india one i'm sure people talk about upi now upi being uh, the one which is been accepted globally now singapore took it middle east took it uh, sri lanka took it now prime minister is going and you know making these connections happen across the globe so uh, that's what is happening so so that is the amount of transformations happening and in, in india when you talk about digital they talk about payments so if this transformation has come in india and this payments have come at the lowest cost compared to anywhere in the world so if you look at payments the payments is the lowest in india why it is lowest in india because of the uh, collaborations between the regulator the financial institutions and the fintech players and the telecom players in, in fact, the payments uh, is very important with the telecom itself because the data has to be the lowest cost when you talk about collaboration take an example of upi upi is a classic collaboration between a financial institution a regulator and the fintech npci is a regulator who is making this platform happen in npci which is a upi platform it has collaborated they have created the messaging system for how the upi has to be developed how it has to be implemented across the country uh, they have defined the standards they have defined the way it, it should operate across the banks and the fintech collaborated with npci and the banks to develop this uh, complete ecosystem of upi where today you are talking about 10 billion transactions a month <laughs> that is amazing as a part of the whole exercise so what's happening is upi is a classic example of collaboration uh, what i foresee is more such collaborations happening in the future because npci is taking the upi globally so they want indian fintech to part work with an alliance partner in expanding this upi globally so 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 that is what is happening today so npci has also created a partner program where 
many of the fintechs participate in the partner program to see what's happening on the npci so that the regulator is transparent in what is happening in the future the banks want fintech to help them in uh, innovating i would say we are already there but you can see far more happening in the future so what about regulators coming down on fintechs see one uh, if you really look at rbi's uh, financial inclusion uh, strategy of 19 to 24 which they have published one of the important factor is to protect the customer that's very very important aspect of the whole exercise and you have to understand that today we are just 200 million who is working on this payment space and we have almost like 900 million people who are account holders another 700 million has to get into this system so it is important that we get our acts right when we are experimenting at this stage of uh, various real time payment systems in the country if the regulator has to go and hammer somebody for non compliance uh, i think that is a valid way to go ahead because it is to protect the interest of the consumer at the end of the day and make the system robust do so, you think it's a threat though if you look at as a company we have been operating for 33 years only in payment space i uh, uh, we were there even before npci in this country we were doing the settlement what npci is doing today okay so from that perspective as long as we comply to the regulations and i'm sure regulators are very understanding we have had multiple interactions with the regulator uh, we go and tell them what is right what is wrong and finally agree on what is important for the customer and we do if the focus is on a customer and both fintech and the regulator Uh, want to make the customer happy i don't think there will be disagreement in what we want to implement so this is not a license raj it is a it is a question of compliance to protect the customer so i i would go by the regulator and happily take what he brings into the table if it is protecting the customer but finally i am also a customer right you as a passionate technologist that is uh, have played a pivotal role in fss and uh, specifically overseeing the merchant and terminal businesses and uh, championing atm services now where do you think is the future of atm services see i am an evangelist for both digital and atm as well okay so so i would put it very clearly see at the end of the day customer decides what channel he prefers Uh, prime minister has come and said that by 2047 will be a developed country will be a 30 trillion economy for that he has already started in terms of viksit 24 bharat 2047 so if 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 just imagine that we'll be like us in 2047 developed country if you want to make that statement uh, in the us you have to pay for your maintaining in account you have to pay for your payments okay so that day is coming to india at some point of time it's it's not far away maybe nothing is free nothing is subsidized people if we have to be a developed economy there is no subsidy there okay at the end of the day people have to pay for it when people start paying for it they will decide which channel to use and what is the value for the channel so my view is future will be choice of the customer if he decides to pay in cash and he he feels withdrawing that money and paying in cash is cheaper for him compared to or convenience for him compared to going and doing in a digital transaction where the cost is high or what he will choose the channel as long as it's available so if the availability of atm channel is high assume then he would rather go to atm two you also know that cash is the stored value when i say it's a stored value the stored value comes into use during panic that's why even in a developed country like us 
still 11% of the economy is cash and cash in circulation. And there will be ATM withdrawals happening. Uh, currently, maybe 150 transactions per day may happen in an ATM, which may come down. I'm not saying it may come down. It may come down to 50, 60, 100, depending on how the usage of different channel takes into country. But it doesn't get eliminated per se. And, and the example is US. Even in US today, ATM penetration is more for 100,000 population compared to India. Same thing with Japan, same thing with Germany. So the ATM population is still higher for 100,000 people in those countries compared to India. Because still people withdraw cash. That India has uh, been fastest in adoption of uh, digital payment. So India surpasses US or any of these countries any day when it comes to digital transactions. So do you think that at least in India, there will be an impact on the ATMs? India became fastest because it became a real-time settlement, real-time payments. UPI is a real-time payment. Till it happened, we didn't move fast. UPI changed the equation, right? Because we brought in the real-time settlements, okay? The cash is the real-time settlement. That's why uh, people like the real-time settlement. As long as there is a real-time settlement, that channel will kick on. Uh, classic cases, uh, RBI has come out with CBDC. The CBDC is a classic replacement of cash notes in a digital form, which is, again, you can store it and... People may use a CBDC for transacting rather than a real cash in the future because these are stored values. The stored values cannot be replaced that easily. That's that's the way I would look at it. Now, on adoption of newer technology by banks, uh, which, which is being offered by fintech companies, of course, on uh, microservices, domain-driven designs, designed for cloud SaaS. Three years ago, none of the banks would have been keen on talking about cloud and moving payments to the cloud. Uh, that has been changed uh, significantly now. The banks have started looking at cloud as an important aspect of those. Some of the banks have already shifted some of these applications in the cloud, uh, both private and public core. So they are open to both private and public, depending on what applications moving. From our perspective, uh, cloud will take over in next three to five years. Most of the payment applications will be in cloud. That's why RBI has also come out with their own specifications and how the cloud should be, what should be. So there, there is a clear direction from RBI itself on adoption of cloud. Uh, they have started IFTAS to create a cloud for India. It's important that products and applications which we have developed 10 years ago or 15 years ago need to transform itself to the new directions in which the world is moving. We built a payment gateway, say, 15 years ago. Uh, we never anticipated that we will have uh, 5,000 transactions or 10,000 transactions per second at that point of time. So those are done with certain <laughs> volumes in mind, certain available technologies at that point of time in mind. Okay. Now, since so many new technologies have come into play, artificial intelligence is a classic case which has come into the picture. It's important that we adopt those new technologies and transform our application. So classic, what we are saying is Blaze is our platform on which all our products will sit and all banks will move into that platform. That's that's what we are trying to do now. And we are given a time frame in the next three years, they will move. From a bank side, there are applications are which are easy to move and transform. And there are applications which are very difficult to move when it comes to customer sensitivity. Core banking and payments are extremely customer sensitivity. And it's not just the lift and shift and you move. You need to transform and move. That's where that three years time frame has been given. 
yes banks are very open they are all discussing with us and we are discussing with the banks to move them to the new platform in next three and uh, how, what about the cyber security aspect of it for every individual banks to comply on the security on their own hardware means so much extra costs if you are a public cloud operator itself provides those security which is common across all the banks from that perspective the security the risk has been well taken care of by many of the cloud operators so i don't foresee a big risk in moving to the cloud so we have our own uh, team which keeps uh, hacking our own system uh, we keep generating our own vulnerabilities we keep fixing those vulnerabilities and that's how we can protect our system and and that will continue as long as human system exists and now with artificial intelligence they may do more on hacking How is FSS products offering different from its peer today? Who are there in payments in India for last thirty-three years? All the banks, when they wanted to launch ATM, uh, move from branch to central, we implemented the switch called Base Twenty Four across all banks, whether it's SBI or ICICI or HDFC or so on. Today, you you are happy going to any ATM and withdrawing any money, right? Irrespective of which card you use, you can enter into any ATM and withdraw your money, right? Uh, that's what we call it as interoperable that's happened because of us we ensured the implementation of switch we implemented the card system we made the inter- uh, interoperable happen we were doing a settlement between the banks at that point of time npca came only in 2007 till 2007 many of the settlements across the bank uh, we used to do across the bank we understand the banks we understand the way bank works we understand the way regulator works and we have the largest domain strength in the country because of 33 years of payment domain experience what we developed 10 years ago 15 years ago is still holding it very well so what we are doing now is to look at next 20 years and say will my product stand next 20 years that's what we are doing now so the differentiator is everybody talks product we talk platform so there is a fundamental difference in the way things we keep the product light and many of the things will come under platform so if you go to a bank a bank has payment uh, products which are separate card management is a separate uh, payment gateway is separate aeps is separate uh, debit card transaction is separate there are multiple uh, products which are lying in a in in, a, in terms of isolation so each are getting integrated with the same backend Uh, which is no meaning so what we thought is we'll create a platform integrate once with all the backend system and all our products whether it's card issuance side of the business or the backend side of the business or the acquiring side of the business will sit in the platform and platform will integrate at the backend i don't think that is a service provided by uh, any of the competitions today in india because that needs a tremendous understanding of the product and breaking the uh, and payment in detail and breaking down to almost like when i say microservices almost like tiny microservices to make sure that it can sit in the platform so uh, that is something is the domain strength which we bring in last 33 years so we are able to bring that domain uh, make it into very very small microservices uh, which can be put in our platform and that gets integrated the backend because of this you would have seen rbi governor keep saying that banks have lost in fintech innovation fintechs are innovating more banks are not innovating today we are turning the table and partnering with bank for them to innovate faster than any fintech if they have this platform they can start generating any new product faster and integrate faster than the past 
Today, any new product to integrate takes about six to nine months. What we are saying is you should be able to launch the product within a month. So that's that's a fundamental way of looking at uh, the future. And that's a differentiator we bring into the table. Thank you so much for that insight. V. Bala Subramanian, CEO, Financial Software and System.